Oh, amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, that, uh, that took me back to 219 Indiana, remember that? And, and, and it was Dennis Moore, Dennis Moore and Debbie Estelle would lead it with the choir, yeah. And uh, yeah, that touched my spirit, that's good stuff. All right, we're talking about the 16 deadly deeds. These are the things that Satan uses to uh, trap us. And each week we go through one of them. Today we're going through distraction. Distraction. You know, you can, you talk about a, a deadly deed. It's when someone is on their way to do something to be successful. There's been a many a person could have been there, but they got distracted. Always remember, Satan does everything he can to distract you. He can even use people and put people in your life to distract you because he knows, see, God knows your potential, right? Yeah. Right? Amen. Well, so does Satan. Yeah. He knows your potential too. And so he wants to do is to train wreck or steal your potential. And the best way to do that is to get you distracted. Yeah. Uh, many a person has thought they were really on their way to being successful. They really were there. They were in the right spot, the right place, the right time, but got distracted. Right, and, and, and especially as, as young, when we were younger, many of us sitting in here have struggled in our lives because we got distracted at a young life. Life would have been much better for, for us if we hadn't got distracted. The being distracted is like being on a treadmill, going nowhere. You, you understand? And so we wanted to, and I tell people all the time, the best of the best, we never got a chance to see because they got distracted before they got to the place they needed to be. All right, and that's spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. And you know, us over here, uh, we sports people over here. We know our pastor's a sports person, he always has been. And one of the things that's always bothered me uh, as, as a sports person, I sit and watch uh, uh, some of these young, young kids, young men and women that, that had the great potential and something happens and you look up, what happened to so-and-so? And then you hear that person got distracted. They got into something that they shouldn't have got into and it distracted them and it cost them their career. Does that make sense? So, so what we want to do is understand where that comes from. Remember, we need to know Satan's weaknesses, his strength. We need to know our weaknesses and our strength, all right? But the Bible says that we're not ignorant to his vices. We're not ignorant to his vices. That's why we're dealing with some of these things here. We don't want to lose any of our people. We want everyone around us. It doesn't matter what age you are, you're not through. God's got something else for you to do. You see, don't get distracted by telling yourself that, well, you know, I'm old now and I can't do such and such. No, 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 no. Can you breathe? Yeah, like I tell you all, people ask me, they'll say, uh, my classmates will ask me, uh, they call me Chester, of course. Just Chet, when are you going to retire? I said, when I can't think, talk, and walk. Yeah, yeah, you see? That's how you do it. You've got these things to do. So we want to talk, and I want to, you know, uh, Satan likes to create a conflict or confusion. You see, when he does that, he gets you, gets you caught up in that confusion and your thoughts and your feelings, right? 
and you, that means you got distracted. You got, got caught up in your thoughts and your, and your feelings and got distracted. I've done it many times in my life. And I hope that none of you all are, but if you, that'll be the last time you won't do that anymore, right? And, and he messes with your thoughts and feelings. A lot of times people live their life on their feelings. You can't live your life on your feelings. That won't work that way. You, you gotta get out of your feelings and, and deal with what you gotta deal with, right? Uh, there's been a lot of millionaires, I talk sports all the time, well, let's just talk money. There's been a lot of millionaires who wouldn't have not been millionaires if they would have got distracted the first time they lost their money. They didn't need that, they kept going and going and going, right? There's been a lot of people in the business world, okay, in college, they were taking courses that if they hadn't got distracted, they would have kept going, and there's some that didn't, and that's why they kept on going, all right? So remember, distracted. And so when somebody comes into your life, or when you're doing something, or you hear something in your ear, you gotta ask, who's in my ear? Who's in my ear? So it's what, who's in my ear trying to cause me to be distracted, not to hear what I need to hear? If it is a negative thing, you know it ain't God. Huh? Come on here. You see, because, right? He's gonna speak positive things, right? You see, so here's what we're gonna talk briefly about that. And uh, you know, sometimes the people have endless chatter that drove me to distraction. That's in the Webster, y'all look that up, that ain't me. I wish I had wrote it, but uh, it's not me. Endless chatter, you see, sometimes people, you can go to church and you wanna hear the message and somebody's talking and distracting you and you're missing the message and you need the message, you see? You understand what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So here's what, here we go, we're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna do that again. There's endless chatter drove me to distraction. I was on my way listening to get the information that I needed to get to go forward my life and someone was talking and I took the time to listen to that someone was talking and I got confused and got caught up in and missed it. You see, it don't take very long. You see, I think the number one uh, uh, day for uh, people getting killed in car wrecks mm -hmm. is Thanksgiving. No, it's, it's this day. Yes. More wrecks in Thanksgiving, but this day. There's gonna be a lot of people through this holiday that's going to get killed in car wrecks because they're gonna do what? They're gonna get distracted. You see, they're going to be dis they're going to get distracted. Uh, they're taking their hand to look one way, to look another way, whether it be in a boat, whether it be in a car. So here's what we want to do. Let's really get this. We're not going to be distracted. Say that. I'm not, not going to be, be distracted. distracted. And so we're going to give you some, some uh, uh, incidents here as, as parables to help us along our way. We're going to, is it Luke 10, 38 and 42? Yes. From the passage. Okay. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Okay. And of course, we know that that was Lazarus's home. And Jesus and Lazarus were very, very, very good friends, okay? And so uh, they were invited him into their home. What, what, what a wonderful thing to, it would be to invite Jesus into your home and and sit and listen to the wisdom that he would be pouring out, man, that'd be exciting, you know, that'd be exciting. Uh, so you know that 
that Lazarus and Mary and Martha were just so excited to hear Jesus that nothing else was important. Nothing else was more important than hear Jesus. They, they were just sitting around, surely they were sitting around waiting for the master teacher, Jesus, to speak. Well, Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. She was, Mary sat down and she was getting every revelation. She was getting every spiritual revelation that Jesus was talking about. It's kind of like going, you're going to church and, and really listening and, and getting the information and, and just really get, getting spiritual revelations because it comes through the word of God, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mary was excited. She was so excited. It was like, this was like to her, this is, I got to get everything. I got to absorb everything. I got to be a sponge. This opportunity may not never come again. So I'm, I'm going to be a sponge. I'm going to sit here at the feet of Jesus and listen to all he has to say. And you know, Martha, her sister, is probably the same way. We think, let's see what happens here. But Martha became exasperated with finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. Oh, so she got caught up. She got caught up in doing stuff. Right. Martha, Martha, Martha. What? <laughs> what, what, is, what is she doing now? Right? Martha was always doing something. What is she, now, what, what, what is she doing now? All right? All right, so then she interrupted Jesus. Wow, she interrupted Jesus. <laughs> wow. And said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? Uh, complaining mm -hmm. to Jesus. Now, Jesus is teaching, man, she's something else. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, Jesus. Hold on, I got something to say. <laughs> don't you think it's unfair for my sister to be sitting here with with you mm. when there's stuff we could be doing in the kitchen mm. well. that's what it says there mm. yeah, there's some people there they get caught up in it some people are caught up into their domestic stuff so much that they can't get spiritual mm. all right, and, all right, you understand what i'm talking about well. all right go ahead then she said you should tell her to get up and wow. help me you should tell her to get up don't listen to you and go into the kitchen and do that stuff. Now, what did Jesus do? That'd be something tough right there. <laughs> wow. So the Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha. Yeah, that's just like Martha was always. Martha, my beloved Martha. <laughs> you know, there's always just somebody, you know, it's just like you shake your head. He's just, Martha, my beloved Martha. <laughs> All right. Why are you upset and troubled? Why? Pulled away. By what? all these many distractions. Why are you upset and troubled and, and pulled away by all these distractions? That's what it says. You got all these distractions pulling you away from the maybe a once in a lifetime sitting and listening to Christ. All these distractions. Jesus says, why? Why are you, why are you doing this? You see? Keep going, please. Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. <laughs> Mary has chosen to do the one thing important, to sit here and get this wisdom. That's the most thing important. See, there's so many times, you know, now we don't do a lot of that here. We're not cutting other churches, but we don't do a lot of that here. And people ask me why we don't do it. I said, we're not going to go into fish fries and chicken fries and uh, when you sell stuff, garage sales and all that stuff and get focused on doing all this and how much money. No, 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 no. 
do your part. And we're going to do that. We're here to learn more about Christ and to live a Christ-like life. Ain't that here what we're here for? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You see, keep going. Then he says, Mary is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. Mary was what? Undistracted. What? Undistracted. What? Undistracted. Yeah, she was undistracted. Mm-hmm. You see, she was undistracted, and Jesus says, and I'm not going to take this privilege from her. Mm-hmm. It's the same way today. You got to get undistracted. You see, this is a privilege she's at. He says, I'm not going to take this privilege away from you. I'm not going to take this privilege away from her. We can use that as a life lesson. You see, what is taking your eyes off the prize? You see, what gets distracts, what's distracting you? You can't make it to church. You can't have your devotion. What's distracting you? You see, Satan loves to distract you from those things. Yeah. It's amazing to me, and you know, uh, being coaching from year, coaching from all the years I've coached, I've had to go with some athletes, and they were running, re- doing real good. And I'd say, "What happened?" Mm-hmm. Well, well, and what happened is they got distracted. Yeah. They got distracted, and started thinking and looking, and forgot their training. It'll happen to you. You see, it can happen into a marriage. Yeah, it can. This is going to hurt. It can happen. You can get distracted by somebody else or something else. You see, there you go. What happened? I got distracted from being a husband, a wife, a mother, father. You get distracted. God has the rules. So I got distracted from the rules. A friend. All right? Mm-hmm. Some of us have done it all. We know what we're talking about up here. Some of you know what I'm talking about. All right? And Galatians 5 and 7 tells us you were running a good race, but who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the wow. truth? And over here, he says, you were running a good race, and you know I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Who cut, yeah, who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Mm-hmm. You know, you know who wrote that? Paul. And Paul loved going to the sports. He was a sports guy. And he used a lot of parables, uh, sports parables, uh, to explain to the people what they're doing. He said, you were running real good. You were running a real good race. And who cut in front of you? Why did you let that happen? You see, it's kind of, coach told you, don't let, don't let them cut. Stay, don't let anybody cut in front of you. Mm-hmm. Keep them out on the outside. Keep them out. Don't let them cut in. You see, you you know, it's uh, you if, if uh, some of my old athletes would tell you when they're running like the 800 meters, some of you all know what that is, and I would tell them, keep them outside, keep them outside, don't let them cut in. When they when they come up here, make them work, make them pay, make them pay. They'd hear Coach Field saying, make them pay, make them pay, make them pay. What that means is, if they're going to pass you, you make them pay. They got to pay a price to pass you, because they don't want you don't want them cutting in front of you, right? And, and you see, and, and causing you to miss your stride. Okay? You understand? It's the same thing with life. Who cut in front of you? Right? That caused you to not obey the church. I mean the truth. You see? It's just like uh, uh, when, when I was a young person, and I remember a lot of times, you know, that's why 
I have a son, 57, 56, 7, somewhere in there. Uh, I didn't obey the truth. Okay? I had a son, I was 17 years old, eight and one when I was, excuse me, 18 years old, one when I was 19, a little over. Something cut in, cost me all the scholarships, or I didn't take them, didn't do those things. Some of you have heard the story, but you're glad it, it didn't happen that way because I'm here, but that don't work that way for everybody. You see, some people lose their way because they let, they let that, yes, you can let your emotions cut in front of you. Don't let your emotions cut in front of you. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about up here? You see, you can't let things start cutting in front of you that cause you uh, to disobey the truth. You know what's one of the biggest things that Satan can use to distract us? Oh, you can do it one time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to do this. You'll be okay this time. Yeah, oh yeah. I know what I'm talking about. And next thing, next thing you do, you quit obeying the truth. And you, now, now you got an addiction. Right. Huh? That's right. A baby. You see? That's how it works. So he uses things. You understand he hates. Does God give us talents, people? Does he give us talents and abilities? Does God give us gifts? Well, in common sense, I'll tell you, then Satan hates it. He wants to do everything he can to steal it. He wants to do everything he can to tear it up, to wreck it. He don't want you to be successful. You see? You know that? He doesn't want you someplace telling, thanking God for blessing him to be able to win this award or to get this or to get that, you know? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's just like going across the, uh, uh, I watch on people are graduating, a lot of people are graduating now, and uh, how many people should have been there that didn't make it? You see, that are smarter than the people who were walking across the stage, but they got distracted somewhere. You see, go ahead and I say, take a deep breath. There are people in this church that are on jobs that are lesser than they are. Because they got distracted and got themselves in a situation or circumstance so they had to take what was there to survive. But if they hadn't got distracted and obeyed the truth and stayed in the right path, they'd have been making a whole lot more money and been a whole lot more successful. Now nobody in here, I, I ain't gonna tell that lie. There's some people sitting in here, just say, Pastor, I love you. Pastor, I love you. There's some people in here. You got distracted and got in the wrong relationship. You see, God had someone for you, but you chose your own. You got distracted and didn't obey the truth. You know, something was telling you not to do that, but you didn't figure that out until you was in court. Well. <laughs> we come here because we're not afraid to get beat up. You see, mm -hmm. this is the spiritual... Alabama. Yeah, yeah. What that means is y'all know Alabama's football team. Y'all know them. Yeah, they, they, they win all the time, you see, but they're not afraid. They got players that sit on the bench that are better than some players that are at other colleges. We want to be like that. We want to be so confident in who we are in Christ that we understand that we're not going to be distracted of our calling, period. Amen. You see? All right. Then Jesus states in Luke 9 and 62, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. And so this is what I'm trying to get you to understand. This is Jesus talking. Jesus said, hey, when you get to working and you put your hands 
to the plow and you working, you serving, don't look back. Don't look back. There ain't nothing back there anyway. You see? Don't look back, people. It'll get you. Have you ever been doing really good, just really doing good in your life? And you say, and, and you was doing real good, and you heard somebody, a call or got a phone, y'all text now, got a text or whatever, and look back, and he or she called you, and you done this, <laughs> and said, well, I guess I'll try it again. You see? Forget I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't look back. Don't look back. There's nothing back there. I'm going to tell you something. Even if you were successful, yesterday. It will do you no good today. You keep going forward. You got to keep going forward. You got to keep moving forward. Another day, another day. Yes, is, is a new day. It's a new battles in your life. Yes, new things to accomplish in your life every day. When I sit down to read, study, I want new revelations. I want new revelations for you all. That's what I do is get new revelations. And uh, uh, it works out pretty good. Because we don't want the saying old, saying old, saying old. We want something new. God will give me new revelations, new revelations, new day of moving forward, new battles, new fights to go through. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. All right. Now we're going to go to instructions in Proverbs 4. tells us to let your eyes look straight ahead. Here's, here's, here's the Proverbs. And Proverbs is the book of wisdom. It has a lot of wisdom in it. And it says, keep your eyes looking straight ahead. Mm -hmm. You need to do this. Look straight ahead. Mm -hmm. That's right. You see? And fix your gaze directly before you. Yeah. Keep looking. Straight ahead. I'm not going to look to the left. I'm not going to look to the right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to Christ. I'm looking for the life that I'm called to live. Looking straight at it. You see? And I'm going to stay focused on that life. You see, if the Bible doesn't help you with life, it's not any good for you. It is, I call it the, the commentary of life. There's something in there to teach you how to live life. Too many people can look at the history of it. I don't need no history. I need something to help me to live life. And, and, and my personality, I'm a guy that's got to kind of, you know, feed a whole lot. Because there's a guy called Johnny. And we don't want to go back to Johnny. <laughs> you, oh, no, 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 no. I'm serious about what I'm saying here. I don't want to be looking back to Johnny back there, you see. So sometimes if I hear somebody, you know, say, Johnny Fields. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't do that guy. You see, they don't want to look back. Yeah, some of you all have, if you ever worked and done some work on a farm or something, and you've, uh, you don't do the roads crooked. You've got to stay focused on straight ahead. Where am I at? Verse 26. Good. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Think. Think about it. Careful thought to the path for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Think about it. And be steadfast. Boom. I'm going this way. You see? I'm not going. I'm going to be solid in where I'm going. Be steadfast in where I'm going. You see? That's what we do, right? 
you know, some of you know what I'm talking about. Amen. You got, hey, you get on them, I, you get on some of those highways. I was out to LA and Sister Gwen and I was in San Diego. We drove to LA. You get off the wrong lane out there. And you're going to, it takes you as long to get back yeah. where you're supposed to be going than it took you to go where you're going. Amen. Let me tell you something. Once you get off track in your life, once you get off track in your life, it can, it can take you almost a lifetime to make it back up. Amen. You see? So what we're going to do is we're not going to get off track in the first place. Are y'all with me? That's right. Steadfast in all always steadfast mm -hmm. okay do not turn to the right nor the left keep your foot from evil yeah. mm -hmm. the bible tells us don't look to the left mm -hmm. don't look to the right mm -hmm. stay focused on what's in front of you That's right. i don't have it on there i don't have it on there but i could use lot's wife you all remember Lot's wife was told, to, uh, and the whole the group said, just go and don't look back. Right. That's what she was, she was told. Go and just don't look back. Yeah. Keep on running, don't look back. Just, just keep going to get out of this mess because the city is going to be destroyed. And what did she do? She looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. Nobody knows why she looked back. And so sometimes we can use it as a parable. We can say maybe she looked back at an old friend. Because those folks was hollering after that fire started doing it. Maybe she looked back for a family member. You see? Maybe she looked back to see if it was really real what God said, the angel said. We don't know why she looked back, but she looked back. And when she looked back, she immediately turned into a pillar of salt. That's the scripture. There ain't nothing back there. Always remember. Even the things that you've done wrong, repent, get over it. Yes, and start anew. Start anew. And see, because see, Satan will use people to talk to you and, and, and to get you to get to thinking about what you were. Because in case you all know it, this is why I like church, a real church, you know? Everybody was a something. That's it. That's it. And so, 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 but... Those things look back, no, 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 I'm not going to let you, I'm not going there. I'm not going to go back there with you. That's what you got to learn to talk. I'm not going to go back there with you. I'm going to be obedient to God. And God has told me to look straight ahead. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right, but look straight ahead. You see? And people will think, oh, you think you're better than us, huh? Yeah. Don't be afraid of that. So you all that now? Yeah. You see? Don't anybody put you down. People are doing that to put you down. And some of you in here know what I'm talking about because you have stepped down to please other people. Why would you step down to please other people when instead of being a good, solid Christian and saying, no, you're going to have to step up where I'm at? Because the same God that brought me up will bring you up. You see? You understand? I think it was Nehemiah. I loved it when they were calling his name. He's building the wall. His friends said, hey, come down and talk to us. He said, no, no, no. I'm doing a good work. Why should I come down to you? You see, that's how it works. Because Satan, Satan's the only one talking about taking you down. 
It's just like some of you sitting there, you don't think that he's not going to try that if he's not already trying that. He'll try that for the days over. You see? Yeah, you see? Right, probably trying it now because you're getting sleepy or you're getting tired or you're thinking about uh, your barbecue you're going to have or company you're going to have. Don't want anything, but don't, I don't want y'all to hear what this brother's saying. He don't want you to hear what this brother's saying because he doesn't want you successful because if you get really successful, you're going to hurt him. He want that. He don't want that. All right. We're going to do Hebrews 12, starting at verse 1 from Amplified. This has always been one of my favorite scriptures of all times. <laughs> Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So, uh, and I like that. You know, probably in an arena, we don't know where he's at, but he said there's people looking at us. And a lot of, we, sometimes we preach it, we talk about people in the spirit world. Well, okay, so maybe in the spirit world, or maybe just regular folk. But I can tell you, I don't know about the spirit world, I haven't been there yet, but I do know that there's people looking at you now. Right. right? Witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness. Oh, wow. Stripping off every unnecessary weight. And he said, Drip off what? Every mm -hmm. unnecessary weight. Mm -hmm. Here's what you're going to do this week. When something comes up and it's kind of crazy, you got to ask yourself, do I need to wear that? I'm talking about that thought. Do I need to wear that thought? Right. Or should I strip that off? You see? That's right. When you think about that, mm -hmm. somebody, while she's uh, finishing that up, I want that on King James. All right, keep going. And strip the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. And strip, yeah, the sin which gets us all, all caught up and entangles us. We're in a race. He's saying, and Paul's trying to say, there's things you got to strip off. Saying, don't get all tangled up. You see? You'll hear Coach Field say, get out of the crowd. Get out of the crowd. Get out of there. Thank you. Get out of there. You all see a race when they got a bunch of them running, and you hear if Coach Fields hollering, get, get out of there. Sometimes they'll be tripping and falling, they'll elbow each other. Just get out of there. Right. You see? Go ahead. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that <laughs> is set before us. I want to run the race that's set before me. You want to run the race that's set before you. Because God has a race for everybody up in here. You see, if he's got a race for you, he's given you the tools to do it. Amen. You got the tools to do it. But let me tell you when, you, when you sway from that, then you're on your own. All right? That's right. And from the King James, it says, let us run with patience. Yes. Can you go up? Yes. <laughs> Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Right. Let us lay aside every weight. Every, let us lay aside every what? Every weight. Anything that's slowing you down. That's right. If it, anything that's slowing you down, you lay that aside. That's right. And in, 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 in anything in your life, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, anything that's slowing you down, I got no, to lay that aside. That's right. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. That's right. You see? 
Does that make sense? Yes. All right. And lay aside the sin which so easily beset us. And the sin which so easily beset us. We know the sin that got us. We, we know exactly what got us. But we don't, it doesn't bother us anymore. Why? Because we're not looking back. That's right. You see? That's right. Got to think about that. I don't care how old you are in here today. Because some, after we get a certain age, it's, well, no, I ain't no well. <laughs> You're still in a race. The race ain't over. You see? All right. Look away from all that will distract us. Listen, listen, listen what King James said. Look away from everything that is distracting us. Anything that is distracting us. The Bible is good. It, it teaches us any, anything physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. Look away from anything that's distracting us. You see? It's, uh, it's like, you know, I, I, I used it before, I think. Now, you know, I, when I go home sometimes, I can go by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well. And then, you know, summertime, you got your windows down. <laughs> you see? And, you know, you're trying to be on a diet, and, you know, that Kentucky Fried Chicken ain't that good for you. You see? And you can go another way, and it's church chicken. <laughs> you know, let's be, you, come on, y'all. Y'all don't know. Y'all know a brother likes some, some fried chicken now, come on. We grew up on fried chicken. So I'm trying to get my body to uh, physically fit, yes, if I'm, I'm trying to keep it, keep it. Now you can have a cheat day, but see, some of us can't have a cheat day because it'll be a cheat two day and cheat three days, right? And so I got to, I got to go another way. Because, you know, now sometimes I'm telling y'all, you know, they got these cars now. What's that car that goes all by itself? Tesla. Yeah, go ahead, say that loud. Yeah, mine's like that sometimes, I think. And it go right on in that chicken place. <laughs> you, you see? Right? So, so we, got, we got to be careful. We got to be careful. Yeah, because we, it'll take, that it'll, you'll be wind up going someplace you ain't got no business going and you're trying to do certain and there's certain, there's certain things on every corner, on every corner, you see? So I'm the only one in here that has emotions. I'm the only one in here can listen to some music and then I need to turn it off, right? I'm the only, yeah, because it, might, it makes me go back, to back to the day, you see? Paul's telling you to leave that stuff behind you. Roll the window up. Go a different direction. I'm talking spiritually. You know what I'm saying. That's right. All right? And lastly, it says focus. Don't answer the phone. I'm going to say phone. <laughs> you got the name on it. Don't answer it. Yeah. You see, this is life. The Bible that teaches us about life. It's not going to teach us about life. What do we need it for? I'm going to heaven. I'm saved. I need to know that, you see. And now, yes, right, you see that number on there, well, no, ain't no well. Block it off. Mm. Keep going. So lastly, it says, focus your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It tells us to focus our eyes on Jesus. That's who we're looking at in this church. We're focusing our eyes on Jesus. Straight ahead. 
not looking to the left, excuse me, not looking to the right, not looking to the left, but we're going straight, we're looking straight ahead. I guarantee you in here, if you listen to this message today, especially some of you younger ones in here, if you listen to this message today, you will have a better life and a great life. You see, because let, listen to me, Satan comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He wants to kill your God. He wants to kill your realities. He wants to kill your realities. Your realities is what God wants you to be. Your dreams are what you want to be. He wants to, clean, he wants to kill those things. But we here today, through this lessons, we're not going to let him in our ear. You ain't getting in here. You see, we're going to block all that off. And when, we, when he calls and hollers back there, we ain't looking back. Isn't that right? Because we're, keep, we're going straight ahead and we're focusing our eyes on Jesus. You're running for who? Jesus. Jesus is in front of you. He ain't back here. You see? You know, he's, right, he's right in front of you. I'm trying to keep up with him. I think the Bible tells us that he is the person that, uh, that has done this race before. Why are you looking back there? I'm looking here. You see, as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, the person in front of me, I don't need to be looking over here. I need to look on Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. Am I done? God's good. All right. We've, uh, uh, one of the things that G Satan does is he tries to block you from getting your blessings. And I've been watching some of you all come up and get in your prayer. And one of the things he'll do to you, you're the same person. You say, well, I was up there last week. I don't need to go this week. That's the devil talking. The God ain't going to never tell you to go get some prayer. And last week we had a family, came up and asked for some prayer and didn't know that they was gonna deal with something that by the time they got home. Because sometimes when you pray, your prayers will get ahead of your circumstances. I'm gonna say it again. Sometimes when you pray it up, when you pray it up, huh, you'll get ahead of your circumstances and you'll be ready to go. And your circumstance comes up, you already prayed up. And so when, when the Isaacs is up here, uh, don't forget. And then we have a sister, uh, Stanford's sister, we have a sister that's going to deal with, not, not when they get prayer for her, that's getting ready to get major surgery. We don't need to know her name. God knows her name. And Gwen and the prayer warriors. You see what I'm saying? Because if she can't do it for herself, somebody can stand for her. Amen. Remember that? The soldier? The soldier went for his servant, right? Yes. Right. And Jesus healed the servant. The servant wasn't there. But the love was there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we know that Satan wants to distract us because he doesn't want any of us in here to be all that you created us to be. He doesn't want, he wants to, us to run around searching, looking for ourselves mm -hmm. instead of looking to Christ. We're sorry that we've allowed so many things to distract us in our life to keep us from being successful. Because when we're successful with the relationship with you, then we'll be successful with anything else we try to do. Because you give us the tools to do it.
So we're starting today for everybody in the sound of my voice, including me. No back. We're never going to look back. We're not looking back. We're going forward. We repent and we're sorry for anything we've done in our past. And we ask you to forgive us of our sins. And we want you to be governor over our lives for the rest of our lives with the Holy Spirit. And we thank you that you're freeing us from that. We're looking forward for a new life in Christ because we're born again. Right now, we're born again. We're a new creature in Christ. And we accept that, a new journey, a spiritual journey. And we're focusing on Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen.